Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Louisa Schneider for Female Startup Club. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. I'm your host, Dune Roisin, and joining me on the show today is Louisa Schneider, founder of Rowan. Founded by Louisa in 2019, Rowan believes that ear piercing is a milestone that deserves to be honored and celebrated. Rowan is changing the ear piercing experience to provide top quality service right at your doorstep with safe piercings that are performed by licensed nurses and hypoallergenic earrings made from premium materials. Rowan's mission is to empower and build self-confidence through safe experience, self-expression and community. In this episode, we're covering her path to finding the genius idea, why she decided to merge three business models into one, and how word of mouth is the backbone of the company's success. As always, please do subscribe and rate and review the show to help other ears find us. This is Louisa for Female Startup Club. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Louisa, hi, and welcome to the Female Startup Club podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Thrilled to be here. Me too. I'm so excited, and I always love to get started by getting you to just introduce yourself and what your business actually is. Great. So my name is Louisa Schneider, uh, mother of three kids um, and hardworking entrepreneur, started Rowan, which is um, a company that is improving the milestone of ear piercing by prioritizing safety. So we are the only company that works exclusively with licensed nurses to provide the safest ear piercing experience available. And we also make and sell our own designed hypoallergenic earrings so that if you get a row in piercing or if you get pierced somewhere else, you can wear earrings that you know are safe that will not bother your ears. So... Gosh, I just love it. I think back of like all my, I mean, I'm not sure if you can see, but I have about eight ear piercings in my ears and I have so many stories from my childhood and my life of getting these done or whether I did it myself. Right. Um, and I just imagine there are so many people who also, you know, have these experiences. So I want to go back to your life before you started Rowan to to talk about what got you thinking about disrupting the ear piercing space in, in the first place. Yeah, great question. So I've always wanted to have a business. I think being an entrepreneur is something that has always fascinated me. And I've always thought maybe there's a better way of, of doing yoga clothing. Maybe there's a better way of weighing myself. I've had a lot of ideas for businesses. Um, but the idea for Rowan is one that kept me up at night. I could not stop thinking about it. At the time, I was working for a hedge fund and we were covering malls and mall-based retailers and Claire's, which is the leading provider of ear piercing currently today. Um, they do a little less than $1.5 billion a year in sales. And they're in pretty much every class B and C mall in America and around the world. Um, and so we were studying malls and how they were struggling. And yet this one retailer, Claire's, was kind of bucking the trend, so to speak, because you cannot get an ear piercing on Amazon. You actually need to go and have it done. And so it was interesting because even though no one was really going to these malls, families were going to these malls. They were going to Claire's. 
And when my daughter was born, this is about six years ago now, I really um, wanted to find a provider that would prioritize safety. And so my hope was that my pediatrician or a friend's pediatrician locally might offer ear piercing. And I called a lot of people and, and I couldn't find anyone to help us. And my family is a big family from the South and all doctors and nurses. And all of my aunts who are nurses had at some point in their career pierced ears if they worked at a pediatrician's office, sometimes in an urgent care setting. But they were very comfortable with the procedure um, compared to so many of the things that they do on a daily basis. It's relatively straightforward, but a tremendous amount of diligence around the safety and sterility aspect that for them is second nature as nurses. And then, of course, um, bedside manner, anxiety, both for person getting pierced and whoever might be there to support them, be it a parent or a friend. Um, all of that I felt like was really important for me so that my daughter and I would have a really positive experience. Um, and when I realized that that didn't exist, I was a little bit shocked, to be honest. Um, because when you when you think about milestones that you remember, and you just talked about remembering many of your piercings, probably all of them. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of cultures pierce right after the first DTAP vaccine. So they pierce at birth. So maybe the girl doesn't remember her piercing, but she knows that it was a momentous um, and important cultural event for her family. Um, and her, her family certainly remembers it. For all of these people, you know, we deserve something that's really safe. So, but I was just amazed that something that's so widespread that, that most, most women and, and many, many men experience in their life had not been updated to be modern and that there wasn't an opportunity to marry safety and celebration at any offering. So you could go to the mall and you could have sort of a fun time and it would be full of glitter um, or you could go to the doctor's office and it might, might feel like going to get a vaccine, which is just not that fun, right? And as a mom of young kids, I know that when my children drive up to the pediatrician's office, it's, it's an immediate, oh no, are we going to get a shot? Like, please don't let that happen. And so that's not what I wanted either, really. Um, and I think this is where the idea for Rowan was born and um, it's evolved from there. We've been working on the business night and day for four years and um, we are growing uh, and the receptivity and um, the stories that we get on a daily basis are so inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally get it. And and when you're explaining, you know, that whole situation, I'm like, yes, totally get it. Makes total sense. <laughs> um, and in hindsight, you can see that. But at the time when you had the idea, how were you going about validating this idea? Because obviously it sounds like there are still a lot of moving parts and a lot of hurdles that you did have to solve to bring the business to life. So what were you doing to get that validation on the idea? So I'm at heart a research analyst. And so for me, spending a tremendous amount of time with data and um, and that was also listening to stories, talking to friends, um, reaching out to people, trying to understand what people's preferences were, what their experience had, experiences had been. Um, all of that was really important in terms of thinking through was this a good idea? Or was it something I really wanted to dedicate my own personal resources to and certainly my time? Um, and I got more and more conviction with, with each person that I spoke to. And um, part of the research revealed for me that 
a very high percentage relative to other procedures of ear piercings have some sort of a negative outcome. But frequently that negative outcome actually isn't a result of the piercing itself, but it is a result of what earrings um, someone chooses to wear when their ears are still healing. And part of the problem there is that we're so eager to change them out and put in something cute, uh, but we forget to double check that that earring isn't full of a metal that might actually cause us to be irritated or have an infection. And oftentimes, um, similar to, I don't know if you wear contacts, but when you get contacts, um, you have to go to the doctor and they teach you how to put them in and they teach you how to wear them. And I think frequently there's sort of a lack of of education around best protocol and best practices for wearing earrings. And so a lot of young girls will actually push an earring back into the back of their ear when it's healing. And that back can, can actually get embedded into the ear. It can grow over the ear because um, no one has ever told them that there needs to be a little bit of space between the earring back and the ear so that air can flow and circulate and that the ear can heal without having that contact. And so a lot of things there in terms of aftercare and in terms of aftercare products became really prominent. So for me, I did not want to start a piercing company unless I was also going to be able to bring also the products that would then result in a really positive um, outcome for and and a great healing experience. So I was really diligent seeing two businesses at once, which made it even harder. But I knew that I wanted to find a really talented jeweler who had been designing for a long time, who had deep relationships so that we could um, really be very vertically integrated and own the design and own the manufacturing. And I could put our Rowan stamp on the back of every earring and know that that earring is hypoallergenic. And so uh, we worked on that and we decided to launch Rowan with earrings that were a la carte. So you could buy one earring, but you could also buy earrings in a subscription form. And we launched that really in size last year and our customers love Rowan and they are staying with us. And our metrics in terms of subscription are incredible. They're exceeding all of our expectations because um, these boxes also have mindfulness content in them that corresponds to the symbol of the box. They're a really unique gift and the earrings are, are precious metal so you can keep them forever. So I think what we started off with was this um, product that was hypoallergenic and we could put our stamp of approval on it, so to speak. Um, And then we also um, decided to start locally and understand if there would be receptivity and desire for a nurse to pierce ears. And rather than putting forth the um, significant resources that are required to build a standalone store on day one, We started with a concierge style model. So our nurses were able to come to your home and pierce ears. And we started in Westchester and in New York City. And right out of the gates, we had tremendous demand for what we were doing. This would be for birthday parties or, you know, grandparents wanted to participate or dad wanted to be there. And if they had gone to the mall, he probably wouldn't have gone. Um, But if it was done at home, he was there. And invariably, each time he said, wow, I would have missed this. And I am so grateful that I was here for this moment. So that that was just constant, um, again, just affirmation that we had something special. Um, Over the summer, 
with COVID, uh, tremendous uh, demand for safety, um, this flight to safety and preference for safety. And I, I really do think that um, for our generation and for anyone really that's that's going through all of this, there will be an imprint of uh, preference for safety going forward when we think about services. And so we saw demand for our nurses for at home, but we also decided to be proactive and we opened a store in August on the Upper East Side. Um, and that's gone tremendously well. Um, and we decided to open on Third Avenue. So we're not, um, you know, on the poshest street, so to speak, but we're where our families are. Um, we're, we're near schools and that's been really great for us. It was a really good decision. Wow. And they look so great. I've had a, I've had a bit of a peek at what they look like. Very fun, very inviting. I want to kind of start back a little bit further, further back when you were just getting, you know, into that launch phase and just finding your first nurses that you were working with. And when you were kind of in that smaller phase of building, how were you getting nurses interested and, and how were you finding them to come on board and join in what you were doing? Yeah. So I think this has been a part of Rowan that, um, you know, sometimes when you start a business, you have a good idea and then there's going to be some luck, a lot of luck. And sometimes it's a matter of, okay, you know, how does the landscape look and does that actually work for your business model or not? But it's nothing that you can necessarily control. So I think for us, what, what's really interesting about, about nurses is that they're highly skilled and they're highly trained. And yet they work um, in what is probably the most hierarchical structure um, that exists, which is hospitals. And so very frequently they are um, closer to the bottom of that hierarchy Um and oftentimes they're not given um, the most appetizing of work and they don't have a lot of flexibility with their schedules. So typically the shifts are 10 or 12 hour shifts. And so, you know, you could couple all that together, years of professional training, real expertise, something to say that matters, but oftentimes not appreciated. And so I think what, for Rowan, nurses have always been um, the heroes of our business, um, Safety has been a part of the DNA since day one. And nurses love the fact that we appreciate them and that for our customers, nurses really are the expert. And so they really enjoy doing this. It's a positive celebration. And for them, they are therefore able to um, to come in and perform something that's happy and um, we, we've made sure to compensate them really, really well. So that I think is, is incredibly important. And what's ended up happening is that most of our nurses have come to us through referral. So, ah, okay. Yeah. So we have just a network of people that we know and have worked with in the past. And I worked, um, at Columbia university and so had a friend who is a professor of nursing there. Um, and she was able to refer a lot of local nurses that she had worked with in the past or continued to work with. Um, and they actually pierce at a pediatrician's office um, in Connecticut. And so they had years of piercing experience. They all pierced thousands of years, but they were eager to step out and do it um, as part of Rowan. They love the brand. They love the mission. They love the products. And so this was a nice way for them to supplement their income on the weekends or in the evenings when... Um, our customers wanted to get a piercing. So it actually has worked out really, really well. Yeah, gosh, it just sounds so special. I really love it. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In that beginning phase when, you know, you were growing through um, having different nurses on board and you had the jewelry and, and getting kind of started, how were you funding the business up until that point? And did it require a lot of startup capital? So initially, and, and I'm extremely grateful for this, um, I had saved money. Um, I'm probably older than a lot of founders. Um, and also, um, you know, my husband was very supportive both from a time standpoint and from a resources standpoint, so that we were able to put forward some of the initial capital to get a proof of concept off the ground. And then in my work at Columbia University and in, um, and in various roles in finance, I had met people and worked with people um, who believed in me and they were very excited to support what I was doing. They also liked the business model and the business idea. And so it was really initially friends and family. Um, and very quickly we did have an MVP that made a lot of sense. And I think it was very clear that, you know, there's really a quite fragmented market aside from this one player who uh, was actually going through a bankruptcy process when I was sort of talking about Rowan. So um, the idea made a lot of sense to some really, really smart people. And you know, fundraising is really challenging. Um, I, I know there are some people that say, oh, it was a breeze and I just did it in two seconds. I think um, smart investors want to do a lot of due diligence and it takes time. And 
you really do have to think through all aspects of the business and be willing to go back and gather more data for them and um, ask questions of yourself or of the business that you may not have. Um, but I think ultimately, if you just are persistent and you continue to do the work and get good results, you will find investors that believe in the idea and in you. And that really is important. Having the the funds to build out the brand, to hire Red Antler. We've got to work directly with Emily, who is co-founder of Red Antler. She's incredible. And just having their help and vision as we were thinking about even our name, um, which happens to be the county in North Carolina where my whole family is from. Um, but it's also a name that really um, boys and girls are named Rowan. Um, and then there's also symbolic meaning around the name. But working with them was one of the most incredible experiences, certainly in the early days of building the business. And that required a good amount of capital. And I, I would absolutely do it again. But we did need the backing of, of real investors in order to be able to do that. Did you, and when you did that, was that, you know, at the very beginning, what year are we talking? Did you do the MVP first and then you went into the branding? So we did the MVP first and we had, we had about 50 subscription box customers and we'd done about as many ear piercings and we had really tracked the data. And so I would say if you're starting a business, you could have a cohort of as small as 50 but you really want to track the data, know everything about each one of those customers, ask all kinds of questions. And the more data that you have and the more you can talk in percentage terms, et cetera, and you do have an idea of what this might look like if you were able to expand it to a much wider group of people, um, that's really compelling. Got it. Got it. So you had that MVP, then you did your friends and family round to kind of work on the branding, launch, you know, large in, on a larger scale and then since then you've also raised around where I think I read it was around four million dollars since then so we did um, we did a seed round in two in two phases so in two tranches where um, we raised four million um, over two rounds and really it was okay let's hit these milestones of revenue and of number of subscribers and of number of piercings and number of nurses. And if we can do that, then we will raise more, which is what we did. Uh, and then in September of this year, we raised a bridge financing round to to fund a very specific growth initiative with the large retail partner. And so we did that in September of this year and, you know, continuing to move forward in that direction. So. Wow, that sounds exciting. Can you share anything about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's on our website um, and it's on their website, but we are absolutely delighted to be working with Target. And we uh, have gone live in a good number of stores and we are uh, building out uh, more studio and stores and the experience is going really, really well. They're a phenomenal partner. Gosh, that is so cool. I was actually going to ask you this before because I, it might be a really stupid question, but when you look at like who your competitors are, is Claire's a competitor because they're in malls and but now I guess you are kind of going into malls with Target. So are they considered a competitor or are they in a different space to you? I think that we are in a way reinventing the space. And so we are the only piercing company that prioritizes 
safety, science, everything that we're doing is based on actual medical research. So we've had doctors and professors of medicine from Harvard Med School that have helped us in reading every journal that's been written or every publication that's been written on ear piercing. And we're making sure that all of our decisions are based on that. So there's a lot of lure out there about the best way to pierce an ear or, you know, a lot of that is not based on science, but it's based on, you know, can you sell an expensive earring, to be honest. And so I think in a way, we're really reinventing the space by bringing uh, medical professionals and, and into the most important role, which is the piercing role for us. And so I would say it's not necessarily competition, but re- reinventing the space. And I think, you know, it's important for us to say, I think we, we don't do every kind of piercing. We, we don't, we, first of all, we don't pierce anything but an ear. So we often get asked, do you do noses or can I get my belly button pierced? We do not do that. <laughs> and we also really focus on the lobe and the most easily accessible part of the outer helix of the ear. There are really thick parts of the cartilage or inner parts of the ear, and Rowan doesn't do that. And I think there are other um, piercing options that are probably better suited to do it. We don't do that. Mm, Gosh, I have the biggest scar from my, I think it's called the conch, which is like straight through your ear and bloody hell. It was a nightmare, (laughs) total nightmare. You're 100% right. Our um, amazing... Um, head of our nurse network. She's head of community. And um, I had worked with her in the past and was so thrilled when she decided to come on and join us. And she's had tons of piercings and she's gone to every type of piercing option that exists. And recently she went somewhere and had her conch pierced and it became terribly infected. She'd never had a problem before, but I think part of it is just there are parts of the ear that are more challenging than others. And we, we just have chosen not to pursue those. So <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great decision. I fast forwarded a little bit and I've, I've jumped all over with, you know, when you were doing your fundraising and that kind of thing. But I want to go back to marketing and start at the beginning to find out, you know, what you were doing to attract people towards the brand and to get the word out there, especially because obviously your customer is a young girl or a teenager, but the buyer is obviously a parent or someone else. So you've got a market to two different demographics. Um, and I'm really interested to know how you were launching and, and reaching, you know, your target parent <laughs> or older person. Yeah, that's a great question. One thing that we found to be really compelling about ear piercing is that it is something where word of mouth goes a really long way. Typically, parents are going to do a bit of research, but typically it doesn't extend beyond calling their friend or their parent or their sister and saying, hey, where did you take Jane? And did you like, was it safe? Are they professionals? Um, And did she have a good outcome? And if you can check all of those boxes, it is typically the type of procedure and milestone where that level of research will suffice. Oftentimes there's some reading that goes into it from a parent's standpoint and they want to understand outcomes. They may even reach out to us directly to ask how we pierce and and why we pierce that way. But so what we found is that free options like Facebook moms groups and Nextdoor 
have been phenomenal ways for us to talk about our business and proactively answer questions that are getting asked every day on those forums. We've been really active there. We've also worked with influencers, big and small. And what we found is that people are pretty savvy today. And if someone's getting paid a lot of money to post something on Instagram, it's not as compelling anymore as if they are more authentic because they're not as big. And so local influencers have been tremendous for us. So that's on Instagram. Uh, We've also used Pinterest. Um, TikTok has been interesting. And I think, you know, we'll continue to explore all of those avenues. But a lot of it is word of mouth. And our nurses are amazing and they are our best brand ambassadors. Oftentimes they're moms, they're teachers, they work in schools, they work in hospitals, um, and they have um, really this authority that people listen to because they're, they're medical professionals too. Totally. Was there a few kind of moments within the last few years where it felt like they were the tipping points? You know, something happened in your marketing that was a really like step change and, and leaped you ahead? Yeah, I mean, I think... Certainly hitting certain milestones with our retail partner has been absolutely incredible. We did have an influencer post for us where the the response was so tremendous in the early days that we knew we had something special. And the feedback from customers when they were receiving our products and just not canceling. So they would make a three-month commitment to us and then almost all of them are still with us 13 months later. That's incredible. And the feedback is, my granddaughter still wants to receive this. And I've now gifted it to all of my other granddaughters. And that is when you know you have something special. I think so often it it comes from an individual story. You know, we've had in the past week, we had a dad of an 11-year-old get his ear pierced with a heart stud because his daughter was scared and she was 11 and he wanted to show her it didn't hurt. Oh, um, so, gosh. Yeah. And the photo is just unbelievable of the two of them. And it's this bonding moment that they'll have forever. Oh, my goodness. We pierced a baby's ears where the parents had gone on to other families. They had gotten divorced. So the girl wasn't a newborn, but she was very young. And the families put aside their differences and came together to be there for her ear piercing. And the nurse had come from... Um, a blended family as well. And so for her also, it was a really special moment. Um, and then um, in one of our Kansas City studios last week, we pierced a 94-year-old's ears. She came in and said she wanted bling and she got it. And so I think, you know, it's these moments of joy, especially in a time like this where you hear those stories and you feel really good about what you're doing and you know, like, People are getting pierced in the height of COVID. They're getting pierced during a recession. Um, They're getting pierced when the world is awesome, but it's a pretty predictable thing. And if we can do it better, then I feel like we're we're doing something great. Mm, Totally. Gosh, that sounds just like such an uplift, especially for 2020. You know, when you say um, you're talking about your retail partner, Target, how did that come about? Uh, This, you know, this is one of those things where... I got a LinkedIn and for a period of days, I thought it was not real (laughs) because, you know, when you're early on in your days, you want anyone to listen to you and believe. And then when someone from Target reaches out to you, you think that can't be real. (laughs) 
But after a lot of calls and a lot of meetings and a lot of trips, um, it's, it's an amazing partnership. So, yeah. Gosh, that is so cool. Congratulations. Thank you. What advice do you have for women who have a big idea and want to start their own business? I think that the biggest piece of advice that I would give is that, you know, as long as you just keep at it and you believe in it and it brings you happiness, then you have something special and you will find success. And I think that, you know, the risk is in thinking that in a short period of time, um, you'll have this huge, tremendous success um, or that everyone is going to see what you see. And so um, really the ability to hear others' feedback and not get discouraged by it, um, but also be humble enough to maybe make some edits or some changes, that is really, really critical. Um, I think just, you know, going out and building networks and focusing on both men and women as potential um, sources of just, you know, positive reinforcement or investment is, is great. Um, but testing and being willing to make mistakes. I think women are, um, we're, we're typically really good communicators. Um, and it's been my experience that sometimes we are less willing to take risks. Now these are huge stereotypes, but as, as having been a trader and working on wall street, that was often the feedback. Oh, Louisa, you know, you need to swear more and you need to you know, take bigger investments and be willing to, to lose it all because that's the only way you're going to make everything. That's not, that's not how I come at this. I really do think about making sure that at the unit level, Rowan can be profitable. But I think that, and so I, I would not ever say to go against something that's that important to you. That's very important to me. But I think just being willing to take risks and not knowing everything so, you know, don't limit yourself to saying, I have the answer to everything and therefore I can move forward. You can move, move forward even if there's a lot of unknown, um, as long as you're willing to listen and, and keep your ear to the ground and know that, you know, maybe, maybe you're going to go down the wrong path, but it's not the end of the world. Just keep going. So. Amazing. Thank you. We are up to the six quick questions part of the episode. A few of them we might have touched on already, but we're going to go through them anyway, because I love this part. <laughs> Question number one is, what's your why? So I, I, you know, I think that this whole notion of, you know, what are you going to do with your one precious life? And, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror every day and you say like, okay, I'm pretty lucky. I get the, the ability to decide what I'm doing. And um, so I think for me, it is, am I doing something that's making a difference? Um, and am I taking, even if it's 30 seconds of that day to consciously appreciate the opportunity that I have. So for me, you know, in building Rowan and in sticking to it every day, I just feel a tremendous sense of gratitude. And that really gets me through the hard times because I, I do feel very, very lucky. There are so many people on this planet who can't choose what they're going to do every day. And it, it, and, and it's probably not fun. And so even though there are days that are really hard and really stressful, like on the whole, I feel tremendously uh, fortunate. Amazing. 
Question number two is what do you think has been the number one marketing moment that's made your business pop? Um, number one, you know, it, it has to be in launching with a retail partner like Target. I think, but I would also say in, our, in starting our own New York City studio, I mean, there's tremendous just visibility there and, um, and that's probably it. Yeah. Amazing. Question number three is where do you hang out to get smarter? What do you read? What podcasts do you listen to? What newsletters do you subscribe to? So um, I, I am an avid reader of the Wall Street Journal. I read it every day and have since I started in investment banking in 2000. <laughs> and um, I, I read a lot of the, um, the emails that come from the various venture and, and tech publications. Um, I, I like The Economist. Um, I, I love um, Bernie Brown. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Love her. I love her academic but really positive approach to leadership. And she's just incredible. Um, and I like to, to see what other entrepreneurs are doing as well. So huge fan of Elon Musk. I love his, you know, ability to have not one, but multiple <laughs> businesses that are changing the world for better. And he's doing things that people said could never be done. And he's doing them. And so that for me is a huge source of inspiration. Totally. Gosh, he is just a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's incredible. I mean, we were talking last night about how the market is valuing every Tesla sold, which is in the millions of dollars, even though you can buy a Tesla for like $50,000 versus a GMC, you know, for each car sold, it's being valued at around $10,000. So there's just this massive belief in what Tesla is building and how much bigger it is than just a car company. And people are willing to pay for that. And it's fascinating. Yeah, really fascinating. Question number four is how do you win the day? What are you doing in your AM and PM rituals that keep you feeling successful and motivated and productive and happy? Great. Um, I love yoga. So try to practice every day, even if it's like, you know, five sun A's and five sun B's. And I, I just do it in my room. And then I can hop on our morning call, which is also part of our morning routine. Now that we've been working remotely for almost a year, which seems impossible, the ability to connect through Zoom has made us being able to continue to grow and build a team possible. So I'm really thankful for that. Our morning call is, is wonderful. We try to keep it to 15 minutes. Um, we have different things that we discuss on different days. But, you know, the ability to see everyone on my team, check in, see how they're doing, um, make sure they're healthy during this time has has been awesome. And then at the end of the day, uh, you know, we didn't do this before because my husband and I were both commuting into the city and sometimes we wouldn't even see our kids every day. You know, that's the truth. But now we do try to have a family dinner every night. And that has been awesome. So not every day, but when we do it, even if it's a half hour, it's it's, it's a nice uh, break and then I can focus on family. Yeah, I love that. Question number five is if you only had $1,000 left in your business bank account, where would you spend it? So our business is based on nurses. So I would, I would focus it on nurses and on materials for piercing. 
because um, if we if we do that fundamental part of the business well, then um, that automatically generates uh, demand for our products, and it's it's wonderful because we do not have to spend um, what we would otherwise have to spend to get that customer. Totally. And last question, question number six is how do you deal with failure? And that can be around a personal experience or just your general mindset and approach. So I think once you get to be my age, you know, you've, you've experienced failure in lots of ways. You know, I had a very late stage loss um, when I was pregnant between my second and third child. And I have tried to start other businesses and they haven't worked. Um, so lots of things. I think it makes you more humble, more appreciative. You start to see other people as the same as you versus as different, which I think is really, really critical um, to being able to relate to people and to do well. Um, but for me, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's being grateful. It's gratitude. I mean, that, that is what gets you through failure. And then, um, one of my bosses really early on said, you know, no is just the start of a conversation. It's, it's in no way the end of the conversation. And if you can embrace that in a way that's, um, that's compelling, then I think you're able to turn what might be perceived as failure into the path to success. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today and sharing your journey and your lessons from along the way. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Hey! June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Yeah.